Stop by Sunshine Convenience on 4th, the Super Value on Commercial, or Grocery Checkout in the Nest to pick up Is your mom obsessed with Vicks Vapor Rub? So is Alice. Are you too obsessed with Vicks Vapor Rub? So are we! Tune in to Viva Poru, el ungüento para el alma, every other Thursday at 4 p.m. here at CITR 101.9 FM. A radio show dedicated to Latin awesomeness and culture. Hosted by yours truly, the one and only DJ Bruja. And the other one and only DJ d -Rod. Featuring music genres like Salsa, Sabrosura Vintage, Bolero, Bosa, Latin Indie, plus so much more. Oh, 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 
to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, and we are broadcasting to you live from the University of British Columbia Vancouver campus, which is unceded and stolen Musqueam territory. I'm Serena, I'm your host today, and I am joined in the studio here by my two pals, Mickey and Amelie. Do you guys like to say hi? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you guys are so cute. That was so in sync. I love it. So today we are going to have uh, Mickey as a correspondent talking about Arts Club's opening night of the play, Someone Like You. And then after that, we're going to have Amelie talking about her experiences at VIF which is super awesome, Vancouver International Film Festival for all of you out there who, like me, are less educated <laughs> in cinema. Um, so yeah, but first we're going to start off by a song just to get things rolling. And this is a song by an artist that I've seen a bunch of times. Me and Amy Lee mm-hmm. both have definitely been groupies. <laughs> platonic, just a little bit. Platonic happy groupies. Um, so this is a band from Calgary. I've listened to them for years now. This song is five years old, but we were just talking about how it has been stuck in my head all day. Not Amelie's, but mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in charge here, so I'm going to play the song. All right, this is Leave You Alone by Sea of Lettuce.
quite lit. That was Leave You Alone by Sea of Lettuce. You are here with the Arts Report, and we have Amelie and Mickey in the studio. Do you guys want to do a little synchronized hi again? That was super Hello. cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Mickey has gone to the opening night of Someone Like You, put on by Arts Club, and I'm, I'm reading the uh, little blurb here that they sent for us. It says... Um, a charming new comedy with millennial manifestos, dating apps, and the quest for self-love. Do you have anything to speak to about that? Do you think that it – does that describe it accurately for your experience? Yeah, it definitely describes it. I would say also I read the same blur beforehand, and I had, like, no idea what it could possibly be about. Like, I understood, obviously, like, the sentence that you just read, but I was like, <laughs> what could it be about? Um, but it was pretty much just that, so – it, there were some moments where it was like, oh, wow, like, crin- like cringy, like, ah, because it's, like, millennial. But then also, for the same reason. Millennial like, cringe. Isn't that, like, an yeah. actual, like, phrase? Yeah. Like, no, I've heard the phrase millennial cringe. <laughs> but, and then there were also times where it's like, oh, my God, this is so nostalgic because it was, like, maybe the younger side of millennials. So it, it included me, too. Aww. So I could be like, oh, my God, I remember that song was popular. What song? Um, I feel like you're speaking about, like, a very specific oh, experience. Yeah. No, well, there were a bunch of moments. It honestly was kind of like, it was kind of like a musical. Um, Like, there would be random moments where, like, the main character, there was, like, pretty much just three main characters, and the main character would, like, speak to the audience a lot, like, as if we were, like, going to give, like, input or something. Like, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. That's cool. And then there were also times where, like, she would look at us and then like a song would start playing and then it was like kind of like the play was frozen and they were just like dancing or something or like turned into like a dance floor or something. So, that so was it was like fun. a musical yeah. like proper. Yeah, oh, it was almost cool. interactive. Like it felt kind of like parts of it were improv, but like I couldn't actually tell because she would also like <laughs> literally say things. <laughs> like she would say things like, I, I see you guys like judging me or something, but I'm like that could have easily just been like in the script or yeah. like is this improv? But um, like she said, I see you guys judging. Yeah, me. she said that a lot. Oh, wait. So, because <laughs> she was making some questionable decisions. Oh, I don't want to so go as that. the main okay. character. No, you can totally. No, please spoil. I'm yeah. Oh, no, okay. this this what you're here to do is totally spoil anything you want. Oh my god. So I mean, okay, like so, maybe like with a little bit of tact, if there's something like insane. Yeah. Well, apparently, so who introduced? Like he's about to the, reveal all the. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me start. So <laughs> the person who introduced the play was saying like. Oh, originally we like during COVID, we asked for like an audio play because we were just going to release episodes of it and people like that support us and like donate to us could just listen at home. Sorry, can you just just like what is an audio play? Right. <laughs> I mean, okay. I was, so, they, so they didn't explain it anymore. Than I that. honestly was wondering the same thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Just like they just say I think like probably a podcast like, play. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's or, like, you like, know what that I hate to say it. You know, what that reminds me of. Is those like have you seen that like Tri Quinn app on Instagram? And it's like it's like like audio porn. What? Have you do you no. know what I'm talking That's not about? Like- <laughs> the only thing I know I, I got like a I don't know thing for it and they said that Victoria Pedretti, like the girl who plays Love Quinn, um, on the show You. Do you oh. know you? Oh you mean okay, like ASMR? It. Yeah, it's ASMR porn. Oh. But anyways, she is she has joined their team and she's doing (laughs) she's she's doing a reading of a smut book that's enemies to lovers and also oh i forget what it was like harry styles themed or something no but it's gay it's like it's like a gay it was like a gay enemies to lovers uh love quinn 
That's yeah. Well, I'll be keeping an eye out. Anyways, <laughs> that, that's next review. Is that what an audio play is? Maybe. Honestly, I feel like how could it be much different than like an audio book? <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. Like, my first thought was not an audio book. Anyways, the <laughs> so the person who wrote like the first eight episodes of the audio play was actually in the audience too. I think just because it was like opening night. Oh, that's super. So cool. there were like some little like shout outs and stuff, and then also they were acknowledging like all the donors and stuff because I think it's like. They get some funds from, like, National Endowment for the Arts and stuff like that, but then they also, like, rely a lot on, like, people supporting them. Uh, and then they said, like, oh, my God, it, the audio play was so good. Like, can you turn this into a physical play? And then she did that, and then that's what this was. But it was also, like, originally based off of, like, a different play, like, a super old-fashioned play that, like, it's not... You like wouldn't recognize it. or something? Yeah, or like, something like that. Like, it's well, like yeah, because I thought someone, like... Cyano like, de Bergerac or something? The, the, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyrano de... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what is, that oh, is. you're okay. familiar? Is okay. that not the one with the guy who has, like, a big nose or yeah. something? And then the girl doesn't want him. So the, like, guy with oh, the big nose wait, is, is like, a opera? sick dude. And then... <laughs> but the other guy's hotter. Yeah, wait, yeah. is that... Sorry, I described that really jank. Or am I totally wrong? Because is I think there's an opera that's similar to that too, maybe. or maybe I saw a version where they turned that play it, it into probably an opera. Because that, that's actually what happens with operas a lot. I've just found this out. Really? Is that like not all of them? Obviously, like there's a lot of stuff that is like proper, like made for mm-hmm. opera. But they'll also take like slightly more contemporary plays and make them into operas. That's kind of sick. Just like kind of set it to music. Well, they just made a new movie about that th- with the guy from Game of Thrones. What's the guy? Who's the guy? Uh. It's okay. We'll never. Tyrion Lannister. Whoa. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I don't it. know. I could be wrong. Good job. Um, back to you, Mickey. Sorry. You got it. But it's yeah, no, that's totally right. Because I think it's like he has a weird nose, and so he's like unattractive. <laughs> no, and then... that is so millennial. To, like, have <laughs> I know. That be I the know. Plot. And then no. they they just like slightly changed it to be that like the main character is like fat, and so she like talks about a lot how it's like fat actually isn't a bad word. I don't think it's a bad word, but like since the world thinks it's a bad word, like. I'm pushed into this category where, like, I'm unlovable. Whoa. And okay. so it's, like, kind of, like, they are, like, super good with words and, like, super good at writing and stuff like that, but they don't feel like they could ever actually go on a date. Because it's totally the plot. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, their friend is talking to somebody, but it's really them talking to them, like, yep, helping their friend. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Okay, wait, so what was the other, like, what is the original one called? It's called Cyrano de Bergerac. Okay. Like C Y R A N O. Oh, and his name is Cyrano. Yes, yeah, Okay, it's yeah, just the guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the guy with the big nose. He yeah, is. He's the smart one. He's the cool guy. So he's, he's not the cool smart guy. guy with a big nose. Yeah. Okay, me. So yeah. in this one, it's <laughs> smart girl with like socially unacceptable body. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so they were. They're, I understand that. They're making yeah. it more like. That's cool, that's actually. Yeah, and, like, and I, then they actually gave them all flaws because, he, like, her best friend was she had like a toxic relationship with men, and that's her flaw. That's her flaw. That's, yeah. Wait, and, actually. Yeah, and because oh. she gets, she's like in a toxic relationship that goes on that's for like her flaw? forever. Yeah. And, well, her flaw is that she Whoa, believes the, like <laughs> she she, take, she believes the narrative of like her abusive relationship, telling her that like you're nothing without okay. me. Yeah. So that's the story she was hearing, and the story the other girl was hearing is that, like, right, you're okay. fat, so you're unlovable. Okay. And then the third guy, who's, like, the catch, is that he had, like, an, a foreign name, and he was going by, like, Sam Ooh, or something. That's interesting, actually. Yeah, oh, and okay. so he's, like, his narrative was, like, oh, your name is too difficult or something like that. I kind of appreciate that it's, like, it seems like a pretty diverse, like, 
I don't know. I don't want to say I don't oh, want to yeah. call them flaws, but like diverse set of like issues. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. like yeah. those are all super different. And like having three characters that are like, I don't know, a little bit more deeply connected to like societal norms rather than yeah. just like this guy's ugly. Like, oh no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it has a little bit more. Yeah, of, like, yeah. A no, it's definitely like on. a you could picture it being like a real situation. Mm-hmm. And there's also like why I think probably why it was so easy for like the audience to be like oh like it's kind of like a, like face in palm moment where it's like every time they made a decision is like why would you do that but also mm-hmm. it's like oh i've definitely done that yeah mm-hmm. for sure did you enjoy the play did you think that like the modern version is like a smart move to have yeah i did enjoy it i feel like i was also thinking like my millennial sister would love this. <laughs> like, it was almost too cringy, but then I was also like, okay, this is enjoyable. But and, it, like, like kind of like morbidly fun almost, or like, yeah, like or guilty yeah. pleasure. That's the yeah. word. Right? Yeah, You're yeah. Kind of just like, hello, hello, Ruby. Shout out to <laughs> Ruby. I don't know if she can hear me, but hello, Ruby. <laughs> love her. But <laughs> it was also fun because it was like uh set in vancouver kind of so it's oh, like okay. they would reference things and we all oh, knew so what they were talking cool. about it yeah and like, like the main characters like sorry, their man. backstories that they met at the pit at ubc <laughs> whoa actually yeah. that's yeah. the backstory that they yeah. met at the pit the backstory wow. like in the play i don't know if it's real oh well oh is yeah it, oh, i actually i have no real. idea it's based off of a real oh i have no idea oh, oh like i genuinely don't even know if well yeah i guess like those are very like they it is super hyper specific like yeah problems so like that's definitely like trying from your life or like there's one time where she said like oh that moment when you're standing like on commercial drive and you see like the kids with mullets and it's like oh my god that's so funny like <laughs> our friends and like fully. they poke fun at how like vancouver's like kind of like a cold city like the mm. people aren't like super hourly friendly i've heard that a lot i've heard that yeah, yeah. which is kind of interesting because i don't I don't feel that way. But also, <laughs> to be fair, like, we are super live in, like, a UBC bubble. True. Like, I work totally off campus do. and stuff, obviously. Yeah, and but, the like, people there feel like it is. But, I don't know, I feel like a lot of my life is, like, my age group, my... Yeah, and, like, definitely. age group in a broader sense, like, within, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. But still 10, like, yeah. in, like, the grand scheme of society, with someone within 10 years of your age is still really close. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I definitely. probably don't talk to people in their 30s super, super regularly. Just oh, like, yeah. I'm ageist. ageist. I don't want to talk to people. In <laughs> you just admitted it. Admitted <laughs> to ageism. Amelie Lee Heppel is ageist, guys. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Crazy. Um, or, but, like, the the main guy, he, like, had moved to Vancouver during COVID, so it was, like, extra isolating, and that was, like, a big thing. Right. They are like, oh, wow, that must have been so hard for you. It seems like a really hyper-specific play. Yeah. Like, do you think that it kind of trapped itself in its, like, hyper specificity or do you think like it's able to reach wider target audiences even though like because you were saying you're like you know i liked it but like i'm not a millennial so i honestly didn't feel as like connected uh to the things that they're saying yeah i think maybe it did get a little bit trapped because there was also like a lot of super old people in the audience because they were like (laughs) Um, you were ages too. yeah oh my god but like they were clearly people who just like give a lot of money to the like association but maybe Mm -hmm. they didn't know exactly what the play was going to be about because they were definitely laughing but were they laughing because like they knew it was supposed to be funny or because they understood the joke like i (laughs) I feel like they probably still enjoyed it but there were like a lot of references like i don't think they could have gotten right Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah but it held its water as a play yeah yeah and there was like a lovely assortment of snacks and treats, and <laughs> charcuterie boards afterwards. That's beautiful. So that was nice. Do you have any 
final things you'd love to say about this play? Um, <laughs> I'm taking that as a maybe. If you get free tickets, it's definitely a must see. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> but <laughs> what Mickey means by that is we are so grateful to Arts Club for always yes, wanting to be a media participant, media partner. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like genuinely, actually, yes, though. Like, I will say that Arts Club is super on the ball with like sending stuff out and like wanting to have people engage and like young people and people from UBC mm-hmm. and like I don't know it kind of shows and like you're saying like their target audience is super like people that they are seeking out you know what I mean like you're you're not that far off of exactly who they want to come and see and like mm-hmm. participate so I'm happy you had like a good experience though yeah and yeah arts club has a lot more plays coming up as well so. where was it also oh, yeah. it was That's at the question. BMO theater which I had never been there that? before it was like it? uh towards downtown I oh, guess like a proper yeah thing. yeah because like BM, BMO like the bank uh-huh. it was like their oh, theater cool arts club is doing um elf the musical in Beautiful. December, <laughs> also just plugging that, which I think would be super fun, and also just also super is hitting the millennial mark again. Yep, that is as like well. Perfect. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, we're gonna say thank you to Mickey, and we're gonna play a couple promos, and then we're gonna get back into it with Amelie's VIF experiences. Omg! Yeah. So thank you so much, Mickey. Thank I'm you, so Mickey. glad you. <laughs> thank you, Mickey. <laughs> thank you, teacher. Thank you, um, all right, and we will be back after this very short break. Tired of Big Brother bookstores trying to sell you some billionaire's favorite book or Heather's top picks? Then you should check out Vancouver Books. Vancouver Books is a new online family-run bookstore. A portion of their profits go to First Nations Reconciliation and Environmental Projects in British Columbia. They provide their customers with the most interesting books in fine arts, signed first editions, First Nations photography, fine ancient books, occult, and so much more. They also provide carbon-free delivery to anywhere in the Vancouver area. So go to www.vancouverbooks.ca to check out Vancouver Books today. That's www.vancouverbooks.ca. TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender-affirming client-centered models of service, ensuring access to gender-affirming and supportive healthcare that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender-diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community. About 40% of UBC students experience food insecurity. Sprouts is hosting a weekly produce market from 10.30 to 1.30 every Monday in the Life Building. With produce from local farms, students are free to take whatever they want. Sprouts Cafe is open from Monday to Thursday and is offering 30 free meals a day, completely free and no questions asked. They also host Community Eats, a completely free hot lunch that is open for all. 
stop by and support the Sprouts cause for sustainable, accessible food at UBC. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Arts Report. Um, we just played a couple promos, and we are joined in the studio by Mickey and Amelie. I'm using the royal we. It's just me. I'm, only, I'm the only host, but I do. There's a total of three people in this studio. Um, Amelie is here to talk us through VIF, this year's Vancouver International Film Festival. So mm-hmm. if you want to get the ball rolling with that. Okay. So I went to see two very different movies. Okay. That's I awesome. I went to see Hello Dankness and... Which is CITR's sponsored yeah. film, just to plug that, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Yeah. And it was super, super cool. Sick. And mm-hmm. shout out Hello Dankness. Shout out <laughs> CITR. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Media partner. And then the second one I went to see was Piano Forte, which I don't have that much okay. to say about. So I'll mostly talk about... Yeah, I'm excited to hear about Hello Dankness. I wasn't able to go, but I I like the energy of it. What I have seen and heard about it, I feel like uh-huh. I would have super been well, awesome. Well, I went in totally blind. Okay, nice. I it's the way to do assume it. assume from the name it was something of a stoner comedy or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also it was made by Soda Jerk. And okay. to be honest, because of my internalized misogyny um, from these things, I assumed it was... Uh, made by men is it it's totally not it's queer it's two um because i was filmmakers i was gonna say citr does like put a lot of effort into being kind of selective with media sponsorships Mm -hmm. and if it was just kind of a very conventional like filmmaker i would be kind of surprised by that just because like i've seen like i don't know just being in the station like i have seen firsthand the people who work here Mm -hmm. like go through all of the things like we can only we don't have tons and tons of like i don't know influence and money i mean we try but it is very much like a ubc (laughs) radio station still no but you know what i mean like we can't sponsor every single thing that sounds awesome so i know that like the so like the process is super super selective Mm -hmm. and i don't know i I, i'm glad that it was something awesome and dope that CITR is part of it was super sick they were Australian. They looked okay. super awesome. Beautiful. That was just, like, unrelated. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just, like, in love so with them. So you're just but pro-Australian. Good yeah. to know. Um, anyways, it was, okay, this is big statement, probably the most, like, original oh, wow. movie I've ever seen. Wow. Oh most original movie now, you've ever seen. that's weird because it's fully unoriginal content. Zero percent of it. It is all sampled. Wow. There is not a single thing in it that is their own. And it's all pirated. It's all pirated, all sampled. Yeah. But it's still, like, insanely original? Yeah. Wow, that's it's super like, awesome. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. I, it was super cool, like, recognizing... Like, I think Tom Hanks was, like, one of the main characters, and they just, like, clipped so I don't, a bunch of his movies. Do you get... Do you like, want me to explain more? Kind of. Please okay. go into, like, as much okay. detail as you can muster. So, basically, the movie is about 2016 to 2021, so it's, like, the Trump like election 2016 to 2021 yeah okay so like the trump it's about like covid and the trump election Mm -hmm. which like loki i've heard enough about Mm -hmm. but this was like it was really interesting like a very different like way to go about it basically how they do it is they'll take like a bunch of sampled material from like movies that you would recognize like dazing confused or like wayne's world or like I don't know. I can't remember other ones, but yeah. the, I remember seeing like Greta Gerwig. A bunch but they of were like, because you said stoner comedies, like Dazed and Confused, 
confused. No, those are just the ones there. that I remember. Oh, okay. um, most You're just of into the... stoner comedies. <laughs> You're like manifesting that it's about stoner most, comedies. Most of the stuff, I mean, Garfield was, there. it was like it separated into acts. One of them was just like weird, like Garfield, like pictures of Garfield all like messed okay. up. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. Nikki loves that. <laughs> but um, anyway, how they do it is they like, they'll take, the whole thing is just editing. Like, they just right. find a bunch That's of material. Super cool, all of the sound. It's very, like, did... Frank Zappa of them. What is... Do you... Okay. I know who Frank Zappa is. Sorry. I don't know what It's that... a little bit of a pretentious reference. Go. Explain. Frank Zappa, he's, I know who that like... Is. Yeah, so he's a he's a musician, or he was. Uh-huh. I guess he's dead. Um, but what was really, like, special about him was that he would, like, physically edit and combine um, cassette tapes in order to make, like, basically the first, like technologized music if that like makes sample, sense like the f- sampling and like cutting and editing and trying to make like really techy noises but doing it like extremely extremely diy and physically by like literally unraveling cassettes and like mashing them together like cutting and pasting mm-hmm. physically and then like that was like super insanely avant-garde and like kind of gave birth to like a lot more kind of experimentation with mm-hmm. music and like with musical technology which mm-hmm. is super super cool because if you think about how like technologically produced yeah everything like yeah. Literally, literally everything, everything. we listen to yeah. is like i don't know i i don't say none of that would be there without him but just like he was definitely like at the forefront especially in like pop culture of mm-hmm. doing things like that That's but anyways so all i was saying is like kind of drawing a parallel to mm-hmm. hello dankness and that it's like yeah really heavily like edited and like cut yeah. and sampled and that is like yeah. that is the point of the movie like that's the coolest yeah. thing about it is that it is like the the process of production almost is like yeah. the the thing to point out yeah they said it i forget how long they said it took them but like a long time like nice yeah many many <laughs> I years can imagine. but bas- they did a really really good job at like making it like flow like yeah. like making it seem like the characters are actually in the same environment together right like you're seeing like Tom Hanks and the camera turns around to like Garth from Wayne's World and it looks like they're on the same street. Like wow. it looks like it looks jank. Like they must have like, like really <laughs> watched those movies so like intently. Oh my god. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and all of the sounds like at the end in the credits, you see like everything they use and it's just like a bunch of like pirated sounds. Like it's crazy. Wait, like, like they did not not a single thing is their voice, their wow. anything. Everything is sampled. If so, you hear like a coin dropping, that is from the internet. Oh my wow. God. Yeah. Okay, so so did they, I don't know how to say this, in a scene, would they have like cut and pasted things into a scene? Or is yes. it only, yeah. or is it only like one scene that has been like untouched and then another scene that's untouched? Or is it like, no. they, on, they like, put layered? stuff into it. So, like, okay. for example, Tom. Okay, I could be wrong with this, but it still works as an example. Yeah. Tom Hanks, for example, is like a Hillary Clinton supporter. So like on his house, when in the movie that whatever the movie was, he walks out of his house. On his house, there's like Hillary Clinton signs right. and like on his lawn. Right, 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 right. So they like edit stuff, in, which is even cooler because it, yeah, it looks, it doesn't like you can like put an image on an image and it looks weird. But like yeah. it looks like it's actually part wow. of the movie. And sometimes the characters will even like interact with stuff. I don't know how they did that, but it's super wow. sick. Yeah. And, like, they, yeah, I don't know. They somehow, like, cut it together so that it looks like characters are interacting when they're really not. That's super interesting. Which I thought was super sick because, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Very crazy. But did they cool. ever have it where, like, characters were having a conversation and they could only show one of their faces and then the other one is supposed to be, like, the back of their head, but, like, it clearly wasn't. But, like, you just had to, like, believe it was. 
Yeah, but that's like any movie. Kind of looks so like they weird. would like they would show them like in the scene together or would it be like it show them and then like camera show turns. them then the other I mean they didn't yeah would... were they able to put like the characters interacting like in the same um like no okay <laughs> I mean that's I'm, a I'm huge not gonna judge expectation yeah, yeah. Like, come on like... guys let's not judge them for that <laughs> I'm so curious what it looked um, like to I me have, though I can show you the trailer yeah. after Mickey wow. the, the trailer to be honest with you confused me so okay. much like i really was like huh but it makes it's like organized into acts when you're watching it which oh, helps like super cool. it flow but there is like a narrative yeah kind of but the the f- most fun part to me was the q a after mm-hmm. because um so kind to, of, what you mean by that is the q a after the film has yes. ended with the director has ended and there's a q a <laughs> it is not over in the people film. have clapped the lights have gone up <laughs> yes People are exactly. talking. Actually, the lights day. were down. It was the very dark. The lights were dark. still down. Okay. Yeah. That's anyway, <laughs> but I thought the movie was sick. Had a good time. Then there was a Q&A. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear more. Like, that's where I heard a lot about, like, how they clipped this stuff together and, like, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, for sure. But I was surprised at the audience when I went in because it was, like, I thought it would be a lot of younger people because mm-hmm. it's, like, called Hello Dankness. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just my assumptions. You had a lot of, like stereotypes oh yeah i love to stay you love your ageist but you love australians and stereotypes exactly it's a fun triple yeah triple whammy for sure but i was just like i don't know i was kind of confused why like i couldn't see someone older actually i will say all of the movies from like 80s and 90s so i could see someone older actually enjoying so like oh i recognize that i recognize that which is super sick that's cool but a lot of older people were asking questions and a lot of what came up was like them thinking they were coming to a movie called Hello Darkness. Like yeah. Hello Darkness, my old friend. Because Which yeah, I also yeah, thought yeah, when yeah. I initially I, looked at it. But they were all real confused what dankness meant. Yeah. I and, mean, that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, and so they had to, like, explain that, like, dankness meant, like, potent weed and stuff like that, which <laughs> I thought was funny. And they talked about, like, memes and how a meme can be dank. And I was like, okay, sick. But the most... Okay, my favorite question that someone asked yeah. was that they asked, did AI make this? And they looked straight in the director's (laughs) eye and they said, how did you get Tom Hanks in this movie? Why is he so young? And did AI make this? That's super funny. And I I kind of wanted the directors to answer in like a simple way so that he would understand. Because he was obviously like confused about like the usage (laughs) of like sampling. Sorry to ask, was this like an older Yeah, it was an older guy. Like he was kind of not coherent, but oh, wow, um, <laughs> he was, yeah, not. But like his question, his question, <laughs> his question made sense. Okay, uh, like yeah. he was like, "Why is Tom Hanks young? How did you get him in your movie? That's sick! Like he's like a famous this guy. This is so impressive." Like, but I was kind of sad because they 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 answered in a very like complex way, right? Of like someone who like watches films and is like into that type yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. would understand, but not someone who's just like, "Hey, man, like." I What's love up? Tom Hanks. Love like, Tom Hanks. How'd you get him in? Super happy to see I Tom Hanks. Like, I feel like they should have answered like, oh, we didn't get him in. It's like, yeah. we took it from a movie. I don't know if you do have, like, if you don't know about this, that's totally fine. But I'm just wondering about, like, I guess getting permission to use things no and permission. stuff like that. None at all. Because, like, using Tom Hanks, if he's, like, Fair a use. character Fair in use. it. So how does that speak to that? They said, okay, this is what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they use pirated content. And I love they that they just it, admit that. They like, see it as a form of civil disobedience. Right, but okay. also it falls under fair use because it's totally, it's yeah. like totally edited. It's like a commentary video. So You're allowed to use other people's content. Do you want to talk more about their like civil disobedience? 
honestly they didn't talk that much about it okay interesting um they kind of just threw that one out there okay. and then followed it up with is fair use so technically it's not civil disobedience yeah um but, but I, it's still like an act of resistance oh or like definitely an act of and also it's like definitely a political commentary okay i didn't yeah. like speak on that that much but like it's clearly like anti-trump like, yes yeah. definitely and it's like making fun of all like it uses like memes and stuff like yeah. memes will randomly show up on the screen and oh, stuff like fun. that which i thought was interesting that like an older like older people would be using this type of stuff they yeah. did a really good job like it wasn't like ooh, like they don't understand yeah. what's happening millennial like, was, cringe yeah it wasn't millennial <laughs> cringe it was like totally like it was on the nose like it knew it was that's, up, like, that's which cool. i thought was super that's cool. kind of like goes back to something you were talking about in an earlier episode about like how films kind of have a power to like talk about serious issues in a less serious way and be like Mm -hmm. almost cathartic be like yes like this trump stuff is super terrible and Mm -hmm. has like really awful consequences for the entire world Mm -hmm. however it's also just crazy let's just yeah yeah that's my vine boom why like why did garfield appear I have to be honest, it was, like, the third act, and then they just had, like, Garfield comics playing, but they were all, like, oh. messed up, and it was, like, John is the guy's name, right? It's, like, mm-hmm. John and Garfield, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think We're just so. gonna go with it. John is the guy in Garfield. Garfield owner. Um, And he's just, like, I forget exactly, I wish I had written it down. It was super dark in there, and I couldn't write notes. Hello, darkness, actually. Yeah, hello, darkness, <laughs> actually, for real. But he just, genuinely, I would, like, totally recommend watching it. Like, it's yeah. super sick. Yeah, also, no. One last thing. Do you it's, know if it's playing anywhere I else? Don't think so. Okay. Not in Vancouver. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it was already part of the film festival, so like, mm-hmm. it's probably on the festival circuit totally. right now. But I feel like that's still I feel like cool. it could be found online. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I pulled up the Soda Jerk Vimeo, so they do have a lot of their content on mm-hmm. Vimeo here, which is also kind of. Yeah. Totally public free access. Yeah. Which is super cool to like have a lot is of it. Is it on there? But Hello Dankness isn't on here. Um the trailer. They have two trailers for it though. So if anybody that's listening is interested, mm-hmm. um there are two trailers. Uh, but yeah, I think that you'll probably have to catch it at like a film festival or mm-hmm. or maybe they'll put else. it up soon or something. Yeah, they might put it up when it's I mean done, it's all like, pirated content. I feel like that would like fit with the Yeah, with the ethics. With the ethics. <laughs> Part of the civil disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. My one last thing. Yeah, please. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this ad, but there's, like, a Pepsi ad where Kendall Jenner gives a Pepsi to the police. Yeah. And they, like... Yeah, I and remember they, that. And then they're, like... They, like... The war stop, like the yeah. protests stop, and that all that. was during that's how they started during the Black Lives yeah. Matter protests. And that's how they it? started yeah. the movie. Whoa. But it blended in with the other ads, and I was like, "What is going on?" And it was super sick, and it was a really cool way to start. So the wait, movie. blended in, like, like there, like you know how ads play before a movie. Sure. So yeah. like there was the ads, like the previous, and then it just cuts to like a Pepsi ad, and then it's that ad, and it was oh. super sick. And then it went back to, and then the... it just goes to the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And the ad was like kind of not. I, I mean, it's related in the sense that it's like. That was relevant at yeah. the time, but I thought that was super sick. Yeah, and I that's thought it was a cool, cool way, like a really like random way to start a movie. I wonder when they started working on the film. I wonder if they were sort I think of. They said 2016. Oh wow! Okay, so like the Trump stuff started happening, and they just super got 2018. The ball. I lied. 2018. That's still, <laughs> but I think he was 2016 to 2020 was his term. Yeah. So and then I guess the Kendall Jenner Pepsi stuff would have happened in 2020. Was so it that recent? It was 2020. Ooh. It's 2023, girl. It's been oh, three no, years. No. That's so. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is millennial cringe. You're oh, like man. aging is hard. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. 
I actually fully said that like a few days ago. So <laughs> Did you? I don't know. Well, Did I was you? like, I genuinely feel better in the morning. I've had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> oh no! What does that mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, do you want to give us a little synopsis, a little concluding bit of Hello Dangness? Um, you should totally go see it. It's mm-hmm. super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll shout probably out Soda Jerk. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Free soda Use. Jerk. They were super sick, yeah. and also you'll probably recognize so many of the movies. Right, that's if like you also watch. super fun. It's super fun because it's just like you're like, oh, that one, that one, that one. Super that's sick. actually a really smart way to make kind of like a political movie be really palatable. Is mm-hmm. to be like, oh my god, everyone relates. Everyone thinks this is funny. Mm-hmm. Like we saw all these memes about this stuff happening, and everyone was like, okay, perfect. Like it helps a little bit to deal with mm-hmm. like what's going on. Let's make a movie about it and like have that kind of sense of like Mm -hmm. community almost through like a negative thing and like nostalgia in like a twisted way for like both the positive and the negatives that are like coming out of like a crazy event yeah that makes a lot of sense they also had what's the the they had harambe they had a harambe song (laughs) harambe song so look forward to that okay yeah for sure All right, well, that is about it for us. Thank you so much to Emmy Lee. Shout out Hello Dankness. Shout out Soda Jerk. Shout out CITR for sponsoring filmmakers. I'm going to shout out my own (laughs) institution because, honestly, love. So, yeah, um, that is all for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Arts Report on this fine Wednesday afternoon. as Ruby always finishes the show, I hope you are going home to have a lovely, lovely dinner. I'm craving stir fry, I feel like would be super awesome. Do you guys have any dinner plans, dinner concepts at least? I wish I could have Annie's mac and cheese. I, we don't need to talk about this <laughs> on air. I stole her Annie's mac and cheese by uh. accident. I accidentally brought it to an, an island and left it there <laughs> oh. by accident, um, mm-hmm. which is my bad. Sure. But it's okay. <laughs> Mickey, do you have any fun dinner? I had. A I feel like you crazy, are the queen of like. I had a crazy snacks. yummy wrap for Ooh. lunch. Um, From where? Plug it. I made it. You made it. I made it. And Mickey's it was because I, Mickey. when I made Plug dinner Mickey. last night, I was like, "Let me make my lunch." <laughs> and then I was so happy to be enjoying that this afternoon. But I actually have no idea what I'm gonna have for dinner. So that's kind of the mystery. possibilities are yeah. truly endless. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's not a lot of inspo for our <laughs> wonderful listeners um, that are try. They only tune in to Arts Report for dinner inspo oh, like they they got used to the routine but um i i'm plugging stir fry spaghetti squash is spaghetti what I'm squash. having leftover spaghetti squash. leftover spaghetti squash mm-hmm. okay fall mood okay, okay fall christian mood. girl autumn <laughs> all right all right all right all right that is it for us have a lovely rest of your day thank you so much put some zeros on his head and i will leave him with a halo stacking honey smoking gas that's how my day goes reverse the world that's how i saw on the come up now my idols is my rivals in the stream that's a wave just like titles away stay down till you come up that's your vital stay down no street shit i be on my singing shit i just like to put up to the parties with my team and shit i can't get caught up with a girl you know i'm fleeing it you ain't gonna see me in the day i'm on the shit what you know when i was young i started dreaming but just pull up in a rose Started taking out my clothes And all these niggas wanna talk that they don't go oh. Peace on me Why you take a piece of me And I can't love no girl no more I can tell you one thing that's for sure Cause you really fuck me up Bitches they just running up Don't gotta be insecure about your goddamn tummy tuckers I just know you right for me yeah. Fuck you up, don't lie to me Cause you took a piece of me Oh, oh, oh.
going over the edges. CITR operates and broadcast, and where many of you are listening to the program from, is the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Hello and welcome to That Song from That Movie. I'm Movie Maverick Mike. And I'm Logan the Extra, and you're listening to 101.9 CITR-FM Vancouver. Today we're going to discuss the Batman, and more specifically, something in the way by Nirvana. <laughs> 